with Sarah Joy. Today, we'll be talking about the cruelty and rebellion of man-made hormones compared to the natural and beautiful way God made for us to be. These can be divided into two topics. Birthing hormones and monthly hormones. We'll start with birthing hormones since the last two were about my birth. This is such a notion I almost don't know where to begin. But I'll start by saying this. I've read the scientific terms and way of putting them, and I've also experienced it. To me, experience is the best teacher. But if you like scientific approach, read the book by Dr. Sarah Buckley, Gentle Birth, Gentle Mothering. She is down to earth somewhat as well, so very understandable. Highly recommendable. I'm not going to use the scientific terms in here though. The first one I'll talk about is oxytocin, known as the love hormone. Why I'm doing this one first is just the simple fact that I find it the most important and the most interesting. This hormone is the hormone when you hug someone or something exciting for you happens. So yeah, I know, it's not just a birth hormone, but I'm going to explain why and how it plays such an important role in birthing. So it's this hormone that regulates those waves inside the body, what they call contractions. This is important for the mother because it keeps her safe. Now if the fight or flight hormone becomes active, that can stop this process. Hence the vital need for a mother to have a comfortable, gentle, soothing, and homey atmosphere to birth in. For instance, if someone is with you that you have the slightest distrust or dislike, even if your conscious brain doesn't realize it, your subconscious mind will tell your instinctual body that it is not safe to birth there. And either you will be in tune with your body and realize something's off, or your body will slow or shut down and complications thus can occur. Our subconscious mind becomes the dominating factor during birth. That is because birth is so instinctual, or interrupted, as is sadly a lot of the cases nowadays. Another example of the importance of this love hormone is the powerful moment after birth when you hold your baby for the first time. God designed birth so beautifully, it's not even funny. But when those mothering feelings of love flow through, that again causes your body to heal and to prevent excess bleeding. Once again, if this moment is distracted or disturbed, then complications of excess bleeding can occur and other things. I cannot begin to explain the wonder and importance of oxytocin contrary to its synthetic version called Pitocin. And this uh, drug, what they use to induce women, and if they're bleeding excessively after birth, um, causes the body to do it way harder than what what the body normally would have, causing the body to go into either shock or the baby and to go into distress 
and all sorts of different things because it's not how the body is made to work. So when the when the contractions are so strong that the baby can't work with them, this causes the baby to go into distress, which can be a lot of the reasons why induced mothers, most induced mothers, get those disgusting C-sections. Sad to say. But neither could I stress enough how drugs, distractions, and disturbances to the way God designed birth can be so detrimental to it. Then there's another hormone I'd like to briefly tell you about. This one is your body's natural, quote-unquote, pain medication. Again, like the oxytocin, this hormone only comes into play if, one, you are totally, I mean totally, relaxed, and two, when there are absolutely no distractions of any kind, meaning physically, mentally, or emotionally. Can I say it again? Birth is such a beautiful thing when it's done as God designed. It's also a very powerful thing. Now on to monthly hormones. Ooh, aha, lovely, you're thinking. Just you wait. Here's a quote from Dora Russell. We want far better reasons for having children than not knowing how to prevent them. (laughs) And yes... I'll sum up our monthly hormones here in a minute, but first, I'll point out. Synthetic hormones used in the body means that you don't know how to just prevent children. How sad. Does that sound cruel? Why, yes it does. How cruel to force any synthetic hormone into a body or disrupt what God designed. Rebellion, plain (laughs) and simple. The various methods and drugs used by so many women yes, even professing naive Christians, is scandalous. Not only is it torture for the body to endure this synthetic hormones and drugs, it also means that we're not glorifying God with our bodies, as the scriptures state. How sad indeed. So on to the interesting way God made us. I'll just quickly list the hormones here and my nicknames for them and then explain how we can work with our bodies rather than against them. So, most of you already know about the hormones estrogen and progesterone, but what they are and how they work are another story, I guarantee. Don't start tuning out on me now though. The other two notable but mostly unheard of ones are follicle-stimulating hormone and luteinizing hormone. These hormones, though, are produced by the hypothalamus. Ah, I said I wasn't going to get scientific. Okay, so basically those two little rascals of hormones are stimulated, or not, by your brain. Hence why stress and such can affect your cycle. The follicle-stimulating hormone, I'll call it the fishy hormone since the abbreviation for it is FSH, and it's like a school of fish racing to see which one wins, is what makes the egg release. Those follicles are what produces estrogen, by the way. So, when estrogen is ruling, it triggers the luteinizing hormone, LH, 
and that's what makes the egg to come down and your temperature, but more on that in a bit. So I call this hormone the low before the high since its initials are LH. Estrogen I call the passion hormone and progesterone is what I call the pro-baby hormone since that's what it literally is. <laughs> so for a cap off, the fishy hormone makes one fish or egg win which produces that passion hormone. When passion reigns, it makes the low before the high. Then, pro-baby steps in. Now about that temperature. This low before the high hormone happens when you're most fertile, called ovulation. So, you can tell when you've been fertile by tracking your temperature. Also, that's when the cervical fluid peaks. So after ovulation, the remaining corpus lamb, that's where the egg bursts from, um, starts releasing that pro-baby hormone. This is the only part of the cycle that is unaffected by stress and life factors. And it has a very short lifespan from 12 to 16 days normally. <clears throat> I've had even 11 personally, but the norm is 13 or 14. This pro-baby hormone stops any other egg from popping out and makes the uterus to line itself in preparation for a potential baby. Told you it's pro-baby. But that lining will start to disintegrate after that 13 or 14 days. And hello, Aunt Flo! If it's not. If that egg hasn't been. I'm... Yeah. It really is simple, though. And you can incorporate this whether you're just wanting to be in tune with your body or just use it for a contraceptive or to know when to try for having a baby. I promise, it is so much better and easier to work with the body God so marvelously created than to fight against it cruelly with drugs and hormones. Some people, sound say, some people say it sounds too easy, that they don't want to trust it, you know, or it's not going to work. Well, more like you're not going to work. But, anyway, but most of my listeners are Christians as well. And salvation is the same way. Us humans have a way of trying to complicate simple ways God set up. So sad. But anyway, if you want a podcast for any of, the, of this stuff, the Fertility Friday podcast is very in-depth. But I definitely say... Um, the, the, the book called Taking Charge of Your Fertility by Tony Weschler is a must read. But please, don't let it confuse you. <laughs> and the personal app that I use is called My Fertility Charts. So, you can check that out. It's a huge help. I highly recommend it. And obviously, it can work offline. Um, so... Anyway, many of the complaints of menstruals are such like cramps, headaches, water retention, achiness, depression, insomnia, such. This is not normal and means you need to take care of your body before this menstruation begins. This is because after ovulation, calcium levels in the blood because, remember, it's building that lining in the uterus drops. So calcium defici deficiency 
in the blood is the cause of painful menstruation. So be sure you get in adequate calcium and magnesium. I personally would highly recommend doing an herbal version over pills or vitamins, vitamin pills, as they are much more assimilated in your body. Preferably herbal calcium formula of herbs made by Mountain Meadow Herbs. Mountain Meadow Herbs is an herbal um, company in Montana. Um, and you can go online and order that. It's very, very helpful. Or you can make your own with raspberry leaf, nettle, and horsetail. You can find them or buy them. Obviously, if you find them, <laughs> nettle must be found with gloves, <laughs> obviously. There are various ways, but I won't go into all of them since I've already gone so long. But I hope this episode will be of great help to you. Shall we pray? Jesus, we thank you so much for the simple ways of life if we follow you. Please encourage each and every listener. May they learn much from these episodes. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Thanks. Y'all have a great weekend.